Hey everybody, producer Dave here. This week's member shows are all freebies at patreon.com slash echoplex. So head on over there, check out the member show, and if you feel like you get some value from it, go ahead and sign up at the $5 level and you can always get the member shows. Thanks. Right now, I'm going to take a big old dump on the ground oh, and then I'm going to throw oh, it at you. Oh my gosh.
Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to The Plex. We do the show live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific right here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Sorry about last night. Uh, we were having a good old time and the fucking power went out. So uh, hopefully we'll make up for it tonight with a great show. I have a bit of a year in review, though I didn't spend that much time on it. Just kind of randomly went through checking out different dockets from different dates during the year and pulling out stories. The year in review will be in somewhat chronological order. Um, that's the first segment of the show. Don't know how long that's going to be. We're going to go ahead and give this one away too, for free to the patrons. It'll be the end of our end of the year patron giveaway that we always do every year ending in 22. No, I'm just kidding. I think we did it last couple years too. I have a shorter docket for the uh, regular week in news. It wasn't a slow news week. I just didn't have time this week to get stuff together for it uh, on the regular podcast part. It's going to go out. We got a sore loser, Carrie Lake on um, Steve Bannon doing more sore loser Lake stuff. We got even Tulsi Gabbard isn't having George Santos to shit. We got a Bobert on the state of men in our society. We got libs of TikTok on Tucker. Uh, we got one American news interviewed a Gen Z anti-trans activist. And it was about as you expect. We got a Christiane Northrup who doesn't show up on our docket very often. Actually, uh, she is going to talk about some crazy stuff particularly about a hospital she used to work at um <clears throat> we got uh southwest is sorry we got apparently don jr is selling bibles now we got trump takes a few questions at his new year's eve party at mar-a-lago we got uh, a palate cleanser that just says it's our palate cleanser we got tiny dancer ben waxing philosophical we got farm bro martin screlly giving uh sbf some prison advice uh mike lindell is doing his research on rona mcdaniel that's the uh, regular show this week. Then we got red light. We got worst workout session ever. We got a uh, go to protest drag queen events, stay to fight each other. Uh, and we got, I have no idea who these people are, but I've been hearing interesting things about them. So we're going to maybe be adding some new characters to our story this year. Uh, what's left of the trucker convoy. That seems bad. seems like it's all bad. I'm talking about the American truck convoy. Patriot Takes on Twitter seems to have found one of our main characters. We'll be seeing a clip of uh, Michelle Titler this evening. And then we got, we'll check in on old Jordy Pete. And then uh, we'll check in on Peggy Hill, who we kind of lost track of this year. And um, I guess that's the main show or whatever. It's going to be, like I said, the format's going to be a little bit different tonight. And if I have the energy after doing the show, maybe we'll dance because that was what I wanted to do last night. I wanted to do eh, two or three hours of regular content and then spin for two or three hours and drink an entire bottle of vodka and like fall like a dead person into my bed. But alas, power went out about an hour into the show. So I listened to podcasts and ate chocolate to ring in the new year. Thought about heading out to the van when the power went out the caravan, but I was like, Oh, what if the power's out at light rail anyway? So we're going to start off our year in review. This is a story from January, the January 7th. Actually, <clears throat> this is a uh, Marjorie Taylor green lost her Twitter account. Not the one for her. Um, for her as a member of the House of Representatives, but her person, her personal account, and wouldn't you know it, it was an attack on all Americans. Everyone needs to leave Twitter. This is a platform that thinks it's more important. It thinks that it's appointed itself as God over what's information and misinformation and truth. And they think they're. What's happening? They also don't care about the truth or anyone that is looking for it. Who are the two Republicans, elected Republicans, that have been permanently banned? It's me and Donald J. Trump. And who do we represent? We represent the American people 
uh, MAGA, Make America Great Again. We represent conservative values. We represent, you know, caring more about our country, America first, and that our government should serve Americans and not the rest of the world. And that's who Twitter has banned. So I think that everyone needs to look at this with a more serious lens. It's really an attack on on the American people, self as God, over what's information and misinformation and truth. And they think they're... I have no idea what happened. Apparently... There is a problem with Twitter, their video player, not doing so hot right now. Um, it wasn't an attack on all Americans, and she didn't lose her account like as, as a representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. The only thing she lost was her personal account. So it, she didn't really, she was still able to spread her vile nonsense. She just could, she had to do it from her official account as a, pers- as a member of the U.S. Uh, House of Representatives. So she kind of left that part out there. This is this is like really interesting. Like the 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 changes in Twitter that have happened over the course of this year have been really interesting. What we learned mostly from the supposed Twitter files, I think, is that there were, there were people there who were kind of trying to be thoughtful about moderation and trying to get it right and bouncing ideas off of each other to try to make sure that they weren't you know being too heavy handed. And I guess that was bad. And uh, apartheid Clyde banning you because he doesn't like what you said is good. So up next, we got the USA is being taken over by nerds. This is also from the America's Voice Network. Wouldn't you know it? And uh, this is the guest host, Anna Perez, complaining about nerds. We need more people like that guy on the plane who refused to back down in the face of a power-hungry, busybody nerd. We need to turn America back into a country where nerds wouldn't even think of behaving like that woman. Wait, what? We need to take America back from the nerds. And joining me now is commissioner at the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom, Gary Bauer. Gary, great to have you. Great to be with you, Anna. You know, it, it does seem like a lot of this busybody behavior that we're seeing is not just a product of there being, you know, loads of extreme leftists, because I don't really think that's the case. I mean, I think what, what we're seeing here it's is the nerds. That this sort of revenge of the nerds mentality where, you know, we had Trump <laughs> as president. He was this cool guy who kind of encouraged individualism. He encouraged Trump cool. you know, the free market, you know, everything that goes along with America as a whole. And now we're seeing almost anger. It's almost like a personal crusade, it seems like, from people. Wait, Trump was cool and the nerds were mad and America is doomed. The beginning of this year. I don't know. Not not super not super keen on the beginning of this year so far. So far, it was just kind of whack. Uh, here's a uh, Jimmy Concepts. That's a uh, James Lindsay. Here's part of James Lindsay's appearance on Doctor Phil. This happened. This is uh, from January fifth. So this probably happened. This appearance was probably recorded sometime in December of 2021, but it aired in 2022. <laughs> If I could win the magic wand, critical race theory should be rendered a historical artifact. Please welcome co-author of book uh, Cynical Theories, James Lindsay. James, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Dr. Phil. You say this should be an artifact. We should just put this behind us. I do not believe the critical race theory tenant that says that racism is the ordinary state of affairs in our society, and if we don't dredge up a race consciousness, that we can't get over it. I think this is actually a lie. It's very annoying to me to listen back and, to the back and forth here. In fact, I'm glad to be here to bring some knowledge. I take a lot look. It's of- just like Jimmy Con- when Jimmy Concepts was in high school. He's sitting very far away from everyone else. The idea that we're going to 
talk about should we have critical race theory this or that because it's talking about racism or history when the fact of the matter is it's not are we it's how are we and i am shocked and appalled to hear the defensive side for critical race theory misrepresented this way but they don't explain for example why the first paper called why does dr phil have like 50 people on a zoom call Toward a critical race theory of education by Gloria Labs and Billings was published in 1995. They don't explain why Richard Delgado's 2001 book explains on page five, for example. The, the other people on the panel are like, huh? Spread from law to other disciplines, especially education. <laughs> they don't explain also in the exact same situation that Gloria Labs and Billings is one of the chief authors of a of a ed equity in Virginia. <laughs> the blonde lady, the blonde lady on the right, she's like, what? keeps mouthing what trump took my food stamps i think i guess thanks for following to all of the state schools probably a problem but whatever welcome to the now space you must breathe through your ears because you i have read the vast majority of the major works in critical race theory that have been published since 1970 to the most recent things including for example the blonde lady's just shocked the blonde lady on the right she's like just there with her mouth agape she's like i cannot fucking believe that i came on tv for this in 2017 we have allison bailey writing a paper for hypatia an education paper and she says that there's the critical thinking tradition but what we're doing in critical pedagogy which critical race theory is an integral uh, integrated part of is from a different set of tradition called critical theory which is neo-marxism which is interested in studying the relationships of power <laughs> rather than epistemic adequacy you can look the paper up it's called Tracking privilege preserving epistemic pushback in critical race and feminist philosophy classrooms. That's not being caught in K twelve schools. Sorry. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> like the lady in front of him. I don't even know if she's part of the audience. Do they have him sitting like back in the third row of the audience? Like the gal in front of him was like. <laughs> we looked and looked for that whole episode, and I don't think. I think they probably aired it and then didn't really archive it or whatever, but like that guy just, he's so <clears throat> when somebody, if you go on a talk show, you're actually going to look bad. If you do what Jimmy concepts just did there, where he essentially just spewed off talking points for like what, two minutes, basically almost the whole time. You're going to look real bad. You're going to look like you're going to look like you're not willing to engage with the other people. There were what five or six other people on that panel. Plus the host, you might talk for two minutes at some point during it, but it would be like further into it where you're like explaining something you said earlier that you think maybe got misunderstood or whatever. But if you just come in there, like it's a fucking Twitter thread, you're going to put a lot of people off because that's not how a talk show. That's not what a good thing. A good thing about a talk show is when people talk to each other especially if they're there and they disagree about some stuff. But what's really, the reason I really picked this is that they had to give up on critical race theory because it wasn't going to work. They weren't riling up enough people about it. It was like kind of too esoteric to like be a bigot and be mad about critical race theory. It's just too, like too academic too. There's not enough for like the average hateful person to really sink their teeth into on like a gut like emotional level and so they had to move on to the trans panic not that there was no trans panic concurrently happening with the critical race theory panic but they had people like james Lindsay. i mean james Lindsay specifically had to put his energy into the trans panic because this wasn't going to work this is like an esoteric theory of law 
So, and he was like, oh, critical theory is like neo-Marxism. No, critical theory, like we're a critical theory channel in some ways, right? We're criticizing society. James Lindsay up there doing critical theory, criticizing society. Like, I know it's more complicated than that. And that's not the, you know, the definition of critical scholarship, like whatever. Um, Academics that are out there listening, don't at me. (laughs) But like, I wish they kind of would have stuck with critical race theory because it didn't work. What they're doing now is working, so that fucking sucks. Now we got, I believe, a clip from February. This is uh, Greg Locke screaming at his congregation about vaccines. I've been right about all of it! We've been right about all of it! Yes! Yes! No. These wicked fools don't win in the end! uh, Yes, we do. They don't win in the end! God, chill out. So all this fear bullcrap is that? It is bullcrap, say amen! Bullcrap, say amen, hallelujah. A pastor told you to say amen after I said bullcrap. It's better than what I want to say. You probably want to say the N-word. I call it real BS. Biblical stupidity. Biblical stupidity. So I know I wasn't going to say nothing about it, but I think I feel froggy enough. I'm going to jump right now and just say this. Oh, so uh, froggy, like, froggy doesn't just mean you're going to, like, while out or whatever. Froggy means you're going to get, like, bigger than you think you are. If you get froggy, that means you go like you're like out and about and you're like going to try to fight somebody who could probably whoop your ass. He doesn't even know what he doesn't even know what he's talking about. He's trying to like appropriate like language, like black language from black culture. And that's he's just not. This is not just him like screaming about the vaccine or whatever isn't really getting froggy. I am not apologizing for what I said on this platform last week. The Delta variant was nonsense then, it is nonsense now. You will not wear masks in this church. You will not wear masks in this church. I'm telling you right now, do not get vaccinated. Do not get vaccinated. I don't care what you think about me. I don't need your money. Yes, you do. I don't need your what the fuck do you, what, what is he doing up there if he's not trying to grift all these people for money? Get the fuck out of here, I don't need your money. I don't need more people on social media to follow me. That's, that's your whole stick, dude. Along with it. Joe Biden's days are numbered. I, I mean, he is getting older. Numbered. I've told you the whole time this election was fraudulent. We got so much proof. The only people that can deny it are crack smoking, demon possessed leftists. <laughs> oh, I'm about to tear his whole pulpit in half. <laughs> so, are we crap? We're leftists here, I think, most of us, and I, I don't smoke crack, but I'm probably possessed by a demon. I don't feel like people who are possessed by a demon actually, I don't think people, oh, sorry about that, I don't think people who are possessed by a demon really need drugs. I think they're kind of high on their own supply, if, if you believe in demon possession. So, uh, oh man. Yeah, I don't know, Greg Locke, I, I get the feeling that guy's little 15 minutes of fame is going to come to an end in 2023, and yeah, maybe as we go through this, maybe we can make try to make some 2023 predictions. I think Greg Locke is going to like start to lose popularity. Like Fox isn't going to invite him on anymore. 
Um, yeah, I think because his shtick is just there's nothing new to it. The other one, that Sean Foyt guy from the the Bethel Church, I think that guy is going to also his 15 minutes of fame are going to be up this year. Well, you knew this was going to be on the year in review. Here's a parent at a school board meeting asking about furries. Another topic many parents would like addressed are furries. Why are kids being allowed to dress up like animals in our schools? They're being allowed to growl and bark at their teachers. They're the kids always did that. And kids are always like, I'm a dog, woof, 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 or I'm a fucking bunny rabbit or whatever. Like, kids always do that. Like, kids have always, like, wanted to try to play I'm an animal. Fursuits are expensive and you don't buy them for your kid. Collars and tails and then just bark. <laughs> but God forbid a kid wears a Trump hat to school. They're told they take that off immediately. Lastly, parents were promised that the masks would be taken off the elementary kids five weeks after a vaccine was made available to them. That time is now. Um, these masks are dirty, disgusting, ineffective. Sounds like you're a bad parent. You don't wash your kid's mask. Parents are sick of being lied to. Please remove the masks, as we were told they would be. In addition, for transparency, um, many parents would like to know where the line item is for the reported $13 million our school district was allocated for COVID relief. Again, parents are paying attention, and we would like to some transparency with our school board. Thank you. Thank you so much. Devonport, we have one last speech. Uh, there's, the, 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 uh, like, there's just no... There's just absolutely no way that kids were like engaged in like full on like furry community things at school. That's expensive. And like furry, it's furry. The furry community is for adults. When, when kids run into the furries, they think they're cute and the furries are fucking so nice to the kids, but those events are for adults. Sorry. Ain't no furries at your school lady. So I think 2022 might have been the year that we started really covering Stu Peters um, because I think we had kind of known of him before and we kind of laughed at him because his name kind of sounds like stupider. I would definitely be like the Stu show or the uh, maybe the Peter show. <laughs> but man, here he is with Stella Emanuel and man, they really, really don't like the Daily Beast. Shout out to Zach Patrizio at the Daily Beast, by the way. Yeah, shout out to Right Wing Watch as well. Well, the Daily Beast is really putting in the work to live up to its name. They want to be the newspaper of the Beast of Revelation. <laughs> the Daily Beast just put out a hit piece against Dr. Stella Emanuel, a recurring guest on this program. I think it's impossible to put out a hit piece about the demon sperm lady. How could you, like, what is, I guess these... A lot of these people call, will just call you quoting them and and then maybe giving your opinion about what they said, a hit piece. The Beast ridicules Dr. Emanuel because she suggested that praying over COVID patients to help them recover is a legitimate thing. No surprises here, not for me anyways. Journalists are demonic. <laughs> they hate religion. They hate Christ. They hate God. They hate prayer. They worship a different God. The golden calf they call the vaccine. And they want you to receive communion in the form of a booster shot four or six or 12 times a year. Of course, they hate Stella Emanuel. 12 times a, a shot every month? Like they, 
why do they have to make stuff up? The people in his audience hate the vaccine enough already. He doesn't have to like just up the ante like that. I'm glad he does though. Reason they hate her because she's a doctor who's fought so hard to expose the hideous inhuman treatment that prevails at so many of our hospitals. Yes, they're, they're doing that because they are, like I said, they're blood drinkers. They want people to die. They want to make money. They want to reduce the population. And of course, they see me as a voice. That is Why would anybody make fun of her? They're just blood drinkers. They want to reduce the population. Like, why, why, would anybody, why would anybody criticize this? Standing against all this, because why should the Daily Beast, why should Rachel Maddow, all these people do hit pieces on me? It's kind of wild. Well, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody it. either that these Daily Beast people are funded directly by the Clinton machine. Uh, so, I mean, they're directly I mean, they're tied to Hillary Clinton and think of the blood and the, I don't know. I don't think that's true. Wait a minute. Anybody either that these daily beast people are funded directly by the Clinton machine. Uh, of so, I mean, they're directly I mean, they're tied to Hillary Clinton and think of the blood and the, the kids, the innocent children and all the rape and incest and lives that have been lost. Whoa. Just full QAnon right there. Actually, that's even that's pre QAnon. That's like the, the exact rhetoric of rhetoric of Pizzagate. Is that Hillary, Hillary Clinton, the Hillary Clinton people associated with Hillary Clinton and other elites were drinking children's blood at the hands of people like that? It's easy for people to say that uh, for them to attack me, but uh, humanity is beginning to wake up to realize that these people are demonic. All of this it's is part of a plan to overthrow the government and kill Christians. That's what this is. Wait, what? This is a war on Christianity, the elimination of God, uh, yes. the elimination of your spiritual connection with Jesus Christ, the uh -huh. deletion of your God gene, if there is such a thing. I don't think there trying is. Trying to mm -hmm. control your thoughts and your body and your mind and dehabilitate anybody who is a dissident or anybody who yes. says, no, 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 I don't want that. They will then either lock you up or kill you and then kill your kids and make these people fertile and sterile and abort these babies. Make them both fertile and sterile at the same time. What this? He's just winging it. He's just winging it now. 400,000 right. of them estimated already lost. And it's, it's probably much higher than that. You got it right. And Daily Beast, Rachel Mara, bring it on. Keep talking about me. These God people, these people don't even, they don't even, these aren't even people. These no, are no, a, no. like, yeah, these are like a lizard uh, species. <laughs> the reptile people. Species. These are, these are uh, uh, the Canaanites, right? Uh, mm -hmm. This what? has been talked They're about. They're probably not human. Yeah. I would, I would, I would dare any one of them to lock me up in the, in the, I would dare any one of them, one hour with them in prayer, and they will be on the floor slithering like snakes. They're just writing about me. We're going to pray that them snakes come out of them very soon. Shout out to Right Wing Watch. That was wild. She's like, all these people, why are these people making fun of me? Why are these people attacking me? Why are these people criticizing me? It's like, lady, like, look at what you're going like on TV and saying. Like, it's pretty fun to make fun of Stella Emanuel. She'd be wild if she wasn't like a truther too. If she was just like a faith healer talking that shit without the conspiracy stuff in there, she'd still be a lot of fun to make fun of. But you add that conspiracy shit in there and she's just like, she's just like a ready target for anybody who likes to make fun of um, people whose brains have been uh, air fried. Anyway, does anybody remember? This is one of the best moments of the year. Dr. Oz was like at the grocery store and he like didn't have a basket or like 
didn't put any of the fruit in any of the bags that you're supposed to put the fruit in at the grocery store. It was like clear that this man hasn't done his own shopping in a very long time. I thought I'd do some grocery shopping. I'm at Wegner's and I, my wife wants some vegetables for crudite, right? So here's a broccoli. That's two bucks. Not a ton of broccoli there. That's a two dollars a pound. That's four dollars. Yep. Carrots. But that's, that's a lot of carrots. Of vegetables there. And then we need some guacamole. That's four dollars more. But my God, you could buy an avocado for a dollar. And she loves salsa. Yeah, salsa there. But that's like Six. the that's like the fucking expensive salsa. Dollars must be a shortage of salsa, guys. That's twenty dollars for crudite, and this doesn't include the tequila. I mean, that's outrageous. And we got Joe Biden to thank for this. Like you could have just gone over and gotten a vegetable plate for like seven bucks, and it would have come with some ranch and everything, and uh, he could have got crudite for his wife. But I just like how he didn't like he didn't put any of the fucking vegetables in like a bag. He didn't. He just seemed like he'd never been to the store before. He doesn't know if you don't want to spend a lot on salsa that you go down to one of the aisles and buy like that um, <clears throat> pace. Remember, New York City, get a rope. That shit's like two dollars. <laughs> go get the two dollar salsa. You don't need enough carrots for to a meal for 10 people. You get much far fewer carrots. That broccoli was $2 a pound. I don't know how much that head of broccoli he grabbed was, but it might have been like $1.20. I mean, like the whole thing was just like it. This is a man who does not go shopping. And I mean, it's fine. Like whatever. If you're rich, don't go shopping. But like, man, am I glad they ran him for office because a competent Republican might have won over there in uh, Pennsylvania. So now we've got some schadenfreude. Here's some Alex Jones. I believe this is, I believe we're still in February. We might be into March here. Oh, we're into May. We're already into May. This year in review might go pretty fast. Here's Alex Jones. <laughs> it's, it's war. Send me money. And supporting our guest because everybody we have on is fighting with everything they've got. This is a war against you and your family of inflation and collapse. And they know everybody's going to wake up in the midst of it. That's why they want to silence the leaders because they think they can then defeat you. So when you keep us in the fight, you keep yourself in the fight. And this is life and death. So go to InfoWarsStore.com and get amazing products and sign up for AutoShip and continue to support. Make a donation at the top and go to the Stone Defense Fund and make a donation to him because he's a gladiator and a champion in the fight. And if you don't support us, you're helping the enemy. And I'm not bitching at listeners. I'm telling you, this is all out war. Roger. Well, Alex, I think you're absolutely right about the fact. Save the world. Give me money. I mean, y'all are saving the world by giving me money. That's for sure. But I don't, I don't like scream at you to do it. I figure I could maybe provide value for value in, in some kind of way. And then uh, get some money from the community around here. I don't know. I should just fucking scream at you from a several million dollar studio. Well, not for nothing. We have probably of uh, streamers that have as many views as we do. We probably have a far more expensive studio than all of them do. They could probably level some of the same criticism at me. Anyway, here's another clip of Alex talking about the info war. Bizarre feeling. 
to know you did nothing wrong, to know there's no evidence you did anything wrong, to know that you had no motive, and to know that you tried to stop what happened. And quite frankly, I'm not asking for a medal, but everybody else just stood there. And, well, no, you can't spend a medal. What he wants is money. And the thousand undercover FBI agents and hostage rescue team people that were there on record sat there while I tried to stop what was happening when I got there in the middle of it, and I did turn thousands away from going in, and sat there with their thumbs in their mouths, or worse. Hmm? And so it just, it really infuriates me. All right. Yeah, Alex Jones, the most stepped upon man in the history of the world. So we had Roger Stone in the, one of those clips. We have another, we have another clip of Roger Stone here. This is from May of this year. And this is him continuing to talk about the satanic. Remember when he, Roger Stone was talking about how there's a satanic portal above the fucking White House? Reminded us of that, that, that gal Gina, some of her videos where she would like look at things and decide there was like a spaceship or whatever. In Roger Stone's case, it was a satanic portal. It looks like this is from the Reawaken America uh, tour, which we watched a lot of late at night here. I probably said some things I shouldn't have said when I was intoxicated and we were watching the Reawaken America tour this year, if I'm going to be honest. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, there is a satanic portal above the White House. You can see it day and night. It exists. It is real. And it must be closed. And it will be closed by prayer. <laughs> you can see it on the live stream of the video pointed at the White House. No, it is not an aerostat weather balloon. No, it is not infracted light. No, it is not a reflection. It popped up after Joe Biden became president, and it will be closed before he leaves. Yeah, right. The regular conspiracy theorists we watched looked at that, and they're like, oh, I don't even know what that is, but it's probably not a portal to hell. Like, I mean, if I was a demonic entity, I wouldn't just put a portal to, portal to hell right above the White House as soon as my guy got elected. Like, I feel like that's just kind of on the nose and you're just kind of giving away the game by doing that. I would I'd be more subtle. I'd put a, a statue to Baal or whatever in the rotunda. <laughs> I would just be more subtle if I was a demonic entity. I feel like the demonic entities that are in these people's minds aren't even good at being demonic entities. So on many of our shows, uh, mostly conspiracy bingo, but sometimes on the Sunday show this year, we were uh, covering one Mr. Christopher Key. Oh, thanks for the raid, Justin. 15 goats. I appreciate it. We're doing a year in review this evening. Um, <clears throat> so we're covering Chris Key. We um, Some memorable moments. The, I think the second time that uh, um, Hilda Beast came on, she uh, watched him just drink pee out of one of those... Uh, jars that you would uh, put preserves in <laughs> so this guy's wild anyway this is from june this is june 9th and um this is on the road with Stu peters good morning america christopher key vaccine-police.com and stewpeters.tv I'm in Fultondale, Alabama. Uh, this is where I grew up. And behind me is a huge bridge, a walking bridge. And on that bridge today... That's a small bridge. Um, if I don't go to jail. It's just going um, over the free... That's a small bridge. That's not a huge bridge. It just goes over like four lanes of freeway. There's a bigger bridge. Like, I bet the, bri the, the fucking freeway overpass that I have to ride over to get to uh, 
the 24-hour donut shop sometimes late at night. I bet it's, that bridge is probably wider than this bridge. Put up one of my signs, one of my big banners that says, Vaccines Kill 1986 The Act. If you have not seen this documentary, it was done by Andy Wakefield, and it tells the world the truth. The truth of what happened in 1986. 1986 is when Ronald Reagan passed the Vaccine Injury Act that exempt all vaccine companies of any and all liability. This is incorrect. It set up the vaccine court and VAERS. <laughs> but if, for example, through negligent manufacturing products, they put out a batch of vaccines that has... I don't know, fucking arsenic in it. They're not, they're not, they're, they're not freed from the liability for something like that. That is not what any of this is about. Wouldn't you love to have a company that was exempt of any and all liability? And then they took it a step further. Not only they exempt of all liability, they then made it mandatory that all we, the people, buy their bioweapons. And why I'm doing this today is because right now, the CDC and the FDA, they're about to approve this bioweapon for your children, six months to five years of age. Guys, my, my team of medical doctors have told me, any of you... God, imagine his team of medical doctors. Who the fuck do you think this guy's team of medical doctors is? And yeah, not for nothing, Andrew Wakefield is a piece of shit. Like, not just because he, like, popularized the uh, anti-vaccine movement. Basically, the, he was the first one to try to do it after we had the internet. But uh, also, Wakefield, some of his um, his practices, when he was uh, ostensibly trying to find the, the, the root of autism, he like tortured, basically tortured children. ...that took this bioweapon, you will be dead in two to five years, unless you detox your body. Unless you buy Christopher Key's product. It's one of the best things to do that. If you still need that, send a text at 205-936-9803. But guys, why in the world would we ever give a child six months to five years of I think after watching this video was the time we called him. I'm not sure, but I think we called him after watching this video. Any adult, this bioweapon, there is absolutely no reason. And that's why I'm trying to screen from the highest mountaintops to let people know that this I'm going to go under the biggest bridge in America. This is not a vaccine. This is a bioweapon. And guys, don't believe me. Uh, documentaries are so powerful. And this one by um, Andy Wakefield is so powerful. So powerful. It gives you all the documents. It gives you all the truth of what happened in 1986. And people you need to understand you got doctors like peter mccullough and dr malone that are out there in the front lines that are telling the world that this bioweapon do not take do not take this bioweapon but in the very next sentence they tell you all the other vaccines are safe they are lying to you guys oh things have changed a lot of these like covid vaccine oh i'm only against the covid vaccine a lot of those people stopped being <clears throat> as popular basically after the rollout happened and most people got the vaccine and most people didn't, I don't know, grow an extra arm or whatever. Now they're just anti-vaxxers, almost every one of them. Uh, Brett Weinstein is the primary example. And this was the year where he upped the ante from I'm against the COVID vaccine to I'm actually against all the vaccines. And I'd be willing to bet Peter McCullough, who we didn't cover that much, um, also did that this year. There is no bioweapon or vaccine that should ever be taken by any person ever ever and, and let me start with my very first one that that really makes me just oh this is chris key Stu peters is his homie squid here 
I don't think Stu Peters drinks Peter Stew. And but he sure is friendly with Chris vaccine Key. That is given to your children before they're 24 hours old. Now, if you understand anything about hepatitis B, the only way you can get that is if you share intravenous needles or if you have sex. So my question to you people out there that are- He's like, so don't use needles and never have sex. And for his audience, I mean, like, sure, they shouldn't really be playing with anything sharp and i hope none of them are reproducing that are listening that are questioning this covid vaccine but not questioning the other bioweapons is what do you think is happening when you give birth to your child do you think they're going back to the neonatal and they're having a freaking orgy back there and having sex what do you think they're going back there and sharing needles with all the other little babies what so why in the world would you give this to your precious precious child i i don't know there's a re- there are reasons why we give vaccines to babies for illnesses that tend not to affect babies. We would have to ask like an infectious disease specialist why that is, but I guarantee you there's a reason that this hepatitis vaccine is given to young children. There's maybe it's more effective when it's given to young children. Maybe, maybe it's just that if you make a part of the vaccine schedule young, they're more likely to get it at all. And if you, uh, try to like make it so okay when you're 18 you should get this a lot of 18 year olds maybe just are lazy and don't want to go get it i mean there's all kind of reasons like public health reasons why you would give certain vaccines to people at a certain age and get this not only can you only get it by having sex or intravenous uh, needles they have to re-give it to your child every two years no so surely to God, your child's not going to have sex till they're at least two or four or six and start sharing. Whoa, whoa, dude, Chris, that's this weird. thing is a pandemic. Happy New Year, War this Machine. It's all about putting those toxins into your body like MRC-5. If you don't haven't studied it, it's the aborted fetus from the little baby boy. Whoa, that's dude, no, yet. stop. The aborted fetus from the little baby girl. We can't figure out why. We have children now that can't figure out whether they're a male or a female. Guys, they're doing this by design. They are- oh, man, you fucking just... He's like, well, we're also just going to throw in the trans panic. Why not? We're putting these toxic chemicals into your precious children. And right now, the FDA and the CDC, they're in the process of approving this bioweapon. It's like some kind of version of like, I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. For your precious child, please share this information far and wide. Please call your congressmen, your senators, and let them know the scamdemic, the pandemic is over with. That these bioweapons. But wait a minute. What do you mean it's over with? I thought you didn't say. I thought it was a scam in the first place. How, if it would never existed, how is it over? Be put into our precious children. And guys, you should not put it into yourself. So, in closing, if you need help, I'm not a medical doctor. I do not practice medicine without a license. Do not- I bet the people that are fucking buying into what he's saying do need some help. If anything I've told you today, but do what the Lord commands you to do, and that is test and prove all things. And if you need chlorine dioxide, which I believe is one of the best substances in the world to help your body rebuild, regrow, and rejuvenate. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got that messed up. Chlorine dioxide detoxifies the human body. <laughs> detoxifies the Oh, he's like, I was actually, I got, I got chlorine dioxide in my own piss mixed up. You know, everybody, every expert gets it wrong sometimes. Human body, my dear antler velvet, is what rebuilds, regrows, and rejuvenates the human body. So again, if you need these products, you don't need these products. Go to my website, vaccine-police.com. And look, a lot of you are fussing and whining and saying, you know, we're selling products and this. You are. Guys, we're about with the vaccine police. 
facebook.com and stupeters.tv. We're about taking action and we're about solutions. You can't go preach God's word if you don't take care of your temple. You can't do it. And that's why the establishment have done everything they possibly could do to put toxins into your temple, from the water to the food to the air to the supplements to the herbs. Oh, the other supplements are bad too now, actually. The other supplements, they got toxins in them. And that's why you have to have people like myself and Stu Peters that you trust. Guys, love you. God bless. We're going to have this billboard or this banner up here in Fulton, Alabama. On the biggest bridge in the world. On that walking bridge for the world to see if I don't go to jail here in about 30 minutes. So I'll be live on my Telegram page, vaccine-police.com. Love you. God bless. The second part I didn't archive and uh, it's gone. So he did end up meeting the police because you can't put your banner. You can't use public property as advertising space. Otherwise all everybody would do it. So if you remember in 2022, aggressively unfunny Dave Rubin moved to Miami. Well, first thing, apparently one of the first things he did when he moved to Miami was to uh, do a stand-up show. And I'm not kidding. And I'm sorry. Do we have any black people here tonight? Oh, we got two. We got two black people. We got three black people. This is getting weird. One could be 68 years. Ah, that's good. You get a shirt, my friend. That was. That oh, you told the joke. You get a shirt. You just go to the Dave Rubin show and you yell out the one joke and he throws you this crappy shirt that wasn't even printed by like fourth wall. Anyone that fled Florida in the last two? What? Wow, one went to California. Your brother went to California. For the record, boys are boys, girls are girls. Sorry, only women can give birth. Hate me, call me transphobic, whatever. If you do, you suck too. To remember how good things were, you were here long before any of us were here. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God. I'm glad we got a super cut of that and didn't try to watch the whole thing. I can't believe he threw a t-shirt at somebody because they told the joke. I mean, well, I mean, I can. I just, I just don't know how day in and day out some of these people just keep like being like aggressively uninteresting. Wrong. And just, I guess, laughably unfunny. I don't know if that's a way to talk about things. And we got more Chris Key. This time he's on the Stu Peters show. And they're talking about med beds. This is from August. We're already into August. Movie Elysium. The civilization of the future has medical beds, med beds, that can cure any kind of cancer. Regrow missing limbs. Even reassemble a face that's been completely blasted apart. That's science fiction, though, right? No, that's reconstructive surgery, and it's difficult. And the people who go through reconstructive surgery live through like a horrific experience that happens to them, and then they have to, then they live through pain and rehabilitation from reconstructive surgery. We have it. It's not science fiction. No, modern technology. Wait. Getting closer and closer, and we Twitter's video players fucked up again. Med beds in top hospitals right now around the country. They're real. 
Hmm. Where were we at? About 27 seconds. Let's try this again. <laughs> movie Elysium, the civilization of the future has be, is getting closer and closer to top hospitals right now around the country. They're real. No, it just dies. It just dies. Hey, try one more thing. Let's try one more thing. Hold on. We don't, I mean, if we don't, if we end up not watching this, the whole thing, it's, it's going to be okay. We're not, nothing of value would have really been lost, but I'll, I'm, I'm down to give it one more shot here to see if we can watch the whole thing. Movie Elysium, the civilization of the future has, and we now have our own remarkable med on the country. They're real. I think. They're real, I think. Also finding the role that certain hormones, proteins, and vitamins play in bodily health. Hormones like IGF-1, we talk about it on the program. It helps the body grow and heal, but depletes as we age. Well, 100 years ago, nobody had heard of it. Now you can buy it in supplements to improve your health. Christopher Key is the founder of VaccinePolice.com and joins us now to discuss more about the advances to be excited about. Christopher, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. What an amazing time. Amazing things are going on across the country, brother. And yes, our temples are, are being poisoned, I believe, by the water, the pesticides, the herbicides, the air. You name it, they're poisonous with every single thing and twice on Sunday. And we, the people, have to take back our temple. And so, we've just done that. Okay, so, so are these... Imagine, like, trying to interview Chris Key where you're trying to take him seriously. I could interview him because I'm not taking him seriously. Once he starts doing this, I could just laugh at him. Right. But Stu Peters is like, has to try to like control this guy for a segment. Med beds real. Stu, th this technology is beyond real and we have yes, access to it. So that's it, and we not just real. brought it to Boynton, Florida. Beyond natural as if it were super natural. And you can see it right behind me, brother. No, that's and the bullshit the detector. That happening with this bed is unbelievable. And Sue, you have to understand, um, I believe that different than most because I believe. A weird place to cut it, but like, whatever. The people that do this kind of extremism research are like pulling sometimes hundreds of clips a day. So I don't hate them. I don't hate them. Sometimes it's just kind of frustrating. Anyway, we, man, if we didn't watch a lot of the Reawaken America tour this year, um, I've got a couple clips here, though. These are some of the more troubling uh, clips from the Reawaken America tour. This is for, we're all the way into September of this year, the September of this year, 2022. And this is one of the more terrifying things we saw um, during our investigation into the Clay Clark Reawaken America tour. I think a lot of you are going to remember this. Yo, what says the sun will not smite us by day or the moon by night? It shows the sun and the moon have ability to smite. And I call on the sun and the moon. Look at the, there's this, okay, so people on the pod, first of all, go get the video of this. It's free on Patreon this week. You don't have to pay for it. And the, the whole thing will go up on um, maybe Odyssey or whatever. Um, but this lady is like trying to lip sync with the demon sperm lady, Stella Emanuel, this lady who is just star spangled the fuck out. Like she's got a star spangled awesome earrings, star spangled awesome. Like it's like a is it for her keys or like or for her. Um, it's like a, a thing that goes around your neck for your the the, the conference badge. That's star spangled awesome. She got star spangled awesome jacket. I'm surprised she didn't dye her hair red, white, and blue. Call on the earth. I call on the seas. I call on all of creation. Arise and fight. Fight for the person. Fight for the people. Fight for humanity. In the name of Jesus, let the earth open and swallow them. Let the earth open and 
one another like in the days of Jehoshaphat in the name of Jesus let them begin to fight let them begin to fight and destroy one another <laughs> I mean it's it's only God it's only funny until you think about the that these people are a voting block and that they all vote and that they have outsized power not just because all of them vote and like younger people and more liberal people tend not to vote as much, but also because of the, the gerrymander of the Senate and the Electoral College. People in this audience have outsized power and they're, one of the ladies was trying to lip sync with this. Arise, oh God. Arise, oh God. Let your enemies scatter. Well, well, that was... <clears throat> that was one of the, the clips we have from that particular Reawaken America tour. But don't worry, I have another one. It's probably less troubling, more, you know, more reasonable. Not as much cause for concern probably in this next one. Oh, nope, nope. It's Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn and Stella Emanuel. It is actually probably the same amount of cause for concern, possibly more cause for concern. I'm seeing all these people with, you know, T-shirts that say Jesus is king or some people have crosses. I can see a bunch of people with crosses on their T-shirts. They fear. They fear us. They fear this make America great again. They fear that. I am terrified. Yeah. I'm not like afraid of these people as individuals. Right. Like <clears throat> I know how to run and I could rope a dope if I have to. But like I am definitely afraid of what's going to happen to our country. And the fucked up part is it's spilling out all over the rest of the fucking world, too. They fear those that say America first. They fear God Almighty. And, and when we make noise, we got to make that. That's, it comes from your spiritual gut. And we want people around this country to know that we are not giving up. We're not. God chose us. We chose God. This country is going to be just fine. But we have got to get involved. When Stella's up here, I mean, she is just sharing. Yeah, she's sh she's sharing something, dude. My God, <sighs> Mike Flynn just leaning into that QAnon shit. I think Mike Flynn leaning into Q into the Q stuff happened uh, in 2021. It began to happen, and then it it went full on in 2022. And like I said, this isn't a lot of people, but they're terrifying. Here's a you remember. When uh, Mike Pillow had the uh, the feds or whatever seize his phone, I decided not to play a bunch of clips of him freaking out about that. But I do have a clip of Tucker Carlson, um, maybe not so happy about that incident. This is a Fox News alert and a shocking one. We told you last night that the Biden administration has politicized law enforcement to the point where it feels Soviet. And we were not over. Yeah, the Soviet, the Soviet Union were famously not in favor of the other shock troops and law enforcement. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Get the on one hand, like the communists are authoritarians and the, 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 the USSR was like this, this police state where you couldn't have any freedom. But on the other hand, ah, if you hate the cops, you're just like the Soviets. Hating it. The FBI has just raided the guy who sells pillows on this channel. Not because the pillows were bad, but the pillows are bad. We voted for Matt Finn is tracking the developments in that story tonight. Matt? I don't give a fuck what Matt said. I get cut off there. <sighs> the communists are at once, they hate the police, but they're also going to impose an authoritarian police state on you if you're a Christian. It's very, very weird. Very weird. So 
This one's from uh, September too. This one doesn't feel like it's as long ago. This was a, <clears throat> let's just say of the year, this might be the best bop of the year that we played like on the Sunday show. This is, this is high quality, not only high quality political advertisement, but just like a high quality rap video actually. District 12, listen up right here. There's a new name on the ballot for the Senate this year. My name is Linda Paulson, Republican and awesome. Love God and family and the Constitution. I tried to get another conservative to run. Nobody could do it, so I'm getting it done. I'm pro-religious freedom, pro-life, pro-police. The right to bear arms and the right to free speech. I want less government control and regulation want to stop and expose all political corruption where's integrity morality accountability government programs should lead to self-sufficiency and support traditional family as a fundamental unit of society but in schools they're pushing for new beliefs and just to clarify this because there's some who can't define this as a female adult i know what a woman is yeah uh, that fucking motion at the end looked a little sus. I'm not, you know, not trying to enter in bad faith or whatever. It just a l- looked a little bit like a certain kind of a sieg, some some kind of maybe kind of a heil of some kind at the end there. But you know, I don't think she meant it that way. I think she was just trying to drop the mic. Do y'all remember the mermaid? Do y'all remember the Little Mermaid? It was like a two weeks where everybody's freaking out about the Little Mermaid. Um. My take on the Little Mermaid was when I heard that girl sing, I was like, oh, oh homegirl got pipes. I was like, yep, she could be the Little Mermaid all she fucking wants. Because that, that girl could fucking sing. My God. And, uh, well, here's Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh didn't seem to care that much that uh, homegirl could sing. All right, Max Winter says, a black actor playing the Little Mermaid really is a case of white erasure. All forms of art, including fairy tales, are meant to be reflections of the author's experiences and observations. Hans Christian Andersen probably based the Little Mermaid based on experiences he went through in his home country of Denmark. So it makes sense that... Yes, famously Denmark, there's fucking mermaids everywhere and they're all white. Something's rotten in Denmark and you better hope it's not like a mermaid fin. ...world and the people he was surrounded by. Yeah, I'm given the way that we deal with these sorts of issues, I'm, I'm sympathetic to that. Now, I would be fine, like we talked about yesterday, we don't have to rehash the entire thing, but if we all agreed that race in, in films and TV shows, especially fictional stories, don't matter, and we're going to take a kind of colorblind casting approach, and, uh, you know, it just... Well, it, it, it's actually a case-by-case basis, right? Because... I'm sorry. What if I'm the best actor in the world? You probably shouldn't have me play Malcolm X. <laughs> like a 45-year-old white guy who now lives in the suburbs. I probably shouldn't play Malcolm X. But if I'm playing a fictional character that were like they weren't like a like any kind of like civil rights advocate, well then yeah, sure. Whatever doesn't matter as long as the actor is good if we could all agree on that then i'd be on board and as i said that's basically what it was for many years what it was back in the 90s but what i cannot abide by is the double standard thing where we say well race the race the casting uh the race of in in like in wakanda forever if it looked like a fucking if it looked like the the forward party with a bunch of 50 year old white 
fucking software engineers. Well, yeah, Wakanda Forever also would have maybe not. Maybe that would have been a fucking problem too. Like it's case by case, baby. Come on, Matt. Thing matters only for certain races and not for others. That that no no we're not doing that. Also, by the way, with the Little Mermaid, can, can we also just mention that just from from a, from a scientific perspective, okay, the mermaids aren't real. It doesn't make a lot of sense to have someone with darker skin who lives deep in the ocean. I mean, if anything, yeah, there's no dark fish. All the fish are like bright as shit. I mean, not only should the Little Mermaid be pale, she should actually be translucent. If you look at deep sea creatures, they're like translucent. They have no kind of pigmentation whatsoever. We don't know how and deep in the like sea. Horrifying. They look like skeletons. How is the mer- are mermaids deep? Like, like do, do the mermaids only live in the fucking Mariana Trench? Like, what is he talking about? How deep is the sea where they live? Around in the ocean. That's what the Little Mermaid should look like. She should be totally pale where, and skeletal where you can see her skull through her face. But you'd be terrified by that, too. If they would have done that, you'd, you'd been like, the Little Mermaid is satanic. Version of Little Mermaid that I would watch. No, you'd call it satanic if you could see the Little Mermaid's skull through her head. I think they should do that next. Fuck it. They'd be like, well, Matt Walsh wanted us to, for some reason, have the Little Mermaid have uh, translucent skin. So now you can hear, here's a Little Mermaid. You can see her liver. <laughs> oh, that's not going to terrify the children or anything. Oh, so this was this was the year that Laura Logan not only got banned from Newsmax but also got banned from the One American News Network. And um, here's a clip of why. This is from uh, October. It was right before Halloween, but this was not like a, a Halloween prank. This is her going like full blood libel on the Newsmax show. Friend of ours, an investigative journalist extraordinaire, and more importantly. A good friend of mine as well, Lara Logan. Well, well, we'll see how you feel about that in a minute. Lara, I mean, it's amazing what's going on right here in this city, New York City. These, these invaders, these illegals, they, they, when, when Mayor Adams takes them in, they're building 10 cities. There's Xbox, there's entertainment forum, there's three square meals. If you're in Venezuela where inflation is going through the roof and you can barely feed your family, why not come here? It's a much better lifestyle for them. Well, not only is it a better lifestyle for him, Eric, but basically you're creating a two-tier system where um, people who come here illegally and break the law are absolved of any responsibility for that. And then they're subject to a different set of rules to every other American. And it's really interesting because, you know, we live in a moment. Oh, that's right. This is when they were freaking out about that tent in New York that like had a couple TVs in it and like a refrigerator. And people could wash their clothes and shit. I remember this. Administration is desperate to incite some kind of event, right? Incite people to act that will prove the lie of white terrorism and white supremacy in America today and give them an excuse to crack down, right? They need a rice that fire. And um, and when you see the way that they're flaunting, um, you know, the, 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 sec- the separate set of rules for illegal immigrants, you have to wonder and at least ask the question if part of the mo- motivation um, or maybe just one of the benefits is that they know that they're rubbing the face of the average American, and especially at a moment in this country where people's mortgages are going through the roof, where food prices... No, no, no. Most people, you know, <clears throat> your mortgage generally, even if you have an adjustable rate loan, it doesn't go through the roof. Rent was being, rent was getting higher. 
through the roof, where people are very soon going to start losing their homes, losing their jobs, and so on. And, um, you know, when you look at that in terms of the bigger picture here, anyone who's trying to unite this country, anyone who's trying to uh, strengthen the economy and save the economy, they're not doing what the Biden administration is doing. And all of this nonsense about, oh, how you need illegal immigrants to come and do the jobs, Americans are too lazy to do. Yeah, I don't like that argument either, actually, for a different reason. That work. Okay. Nobody, not even the people who are illegal a lot of the time. And so, you know, all people are the same, really. That's what I'm trying to say. No, that's actually what you're not trying to say. You're definitely trying to say the opposite of that. People are the same. And when your own people are in the most dire economic circumstances that they've been in, in living memory, for you to be creating a second tier system that, by the way, doesn't help the people who are illegal very much either. I mean, you may get a place rent free in New York City, but if you don't get a job and you can't feed your kids and you're far away from home um, and, you know, there's no future and so on and so on, um, these people's lives. They, while they may be easier in some respects than Americans, they're not great for them either, especially when you consider the first step, that they were broadcast. No, no, no. And, and like moving to another country with just the clothes on your back because of either, you know, economic conditions, possibly a war, any number of reasons. Yeah, that's actually not fun. It's right. It's the, it's the first step. These are brave it's the first people. Step of divide and conquer. It's the first step of getting citizenship and voting rights. These illegals. You piss off. You tick off the 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 people who are picking up the tab for this in New York City, the place where Mayor Adams is. is Wait, what do you think the uh, what do you think the polling on this is like in New York City where they're picking up the tab for this? I bet it's two to one. The people are like, yeah, of course we should help these people. New York City is like a very liberal place, and not for nothing. I bet. The host of this show probably lives in New York City and would never live anywhere else. Giving these people, you know, Xbox and meals and entertainment and, and beds and the, the, in New York City. Meals and entertainment and beds. What entertainment? Oh, like a TV? Percent just to live and work in New York City. They have couches. Someone donated couches. There's a TV. Way, shape, or form. And you're a TikTok. Fucking foosball. People are coming Look at living it up. So you divide the population and then you conquer them. Then you get them to agree. You get your side to agree to give these people voting rights. And then you never ever see a conservative holding public office again and you're 100 percent right eric but you know what it's even bigger than that oh here we go everybody here we go here comes the blood libel i you know i i spoke to a man who was actually holding the documents in his hand he told me about it right he said he was uh he infiltrated the global uh cabal at the un level right and one of the things that he uh was able to um to to tell me about from his own personal experience what he witnessed himself was uh, these documents that show that the plan there is a plan and this was several years ago right the plan was to infiltrate a hundred million illegal immigrants and at that point they were already at 40 million and these people would dilute what they called the pool of patriots those were their whoa whoa that's fucking straight up white replacement theory but don't don't worry everybody it gets worse and they would not be taught that america is a great country and trained to sing the national anthem with pride and so on and so on they would be taught all the negative things that were taught about the u.s today that our own children are taught and and what would be the effect why not both why not teach that some people are very patriotic and love to sing the national anthem and that other, pe- other people have had a rougher go of it? Maybe they don't always feel so patriotic because of the way that society has treated them. 
I mean, like black people, gay people, trans people, just fucking poor white people. Like, why not? Why not? Why not both? Of diluting the pool of patriots. Well, it would be to break down this sense of pride in being American and what it means to be American. And why was that so important? Well, because part two of that plan is to go to these people and say, you know what? You got relatives in Guatemala and in Mexico and here, there. It's really hard for them still. You should be able to send money more easily. You should be able to visit them more easily. They should be able to travel here, move here more easily. And so yes. why don't we have, guess what? a regional government, Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. And one- oh, remember this? When people, when the EU happened, there was a bunch of fucking crackpots who were like, oh, they're going to do the North American Union and we're going to have to spend a dollar that's called the Mero, do you, or the Amero. Do you remember this? People weren't so mad about the Canada part. You know. As you break, you break down nationalism and you break down national sovereignty with a, you know, with a regional government like that. These are the steps to one world government. They're not stupid enough to tell you what they really intend. Just like Obama said, remember this at the end of the, after the 2020 elections when Obama said, we should never have used the words defund the police. It wasn't because they don't want to defund the police. It was because telling people your intent when it's that extreme and radical and nobody wants it, Right. Except the lunatics. It's it's, who, it's right who, out of it's right out of the playbook. The right out of the socialist playbook. You oh, I thought he was going to fuck it. I thought he was going to do rules for radicals. Oh, I thought he was going to be it's right out of. um, Right out of. Oh, God, who wrote rules for radicals? God, I'm fucking things are escaping me tonight. Um, Saul Alinsky. It's right out of Saul Alinsky's playbook. I conquer you don't tell yep. them your intent you get people to come in you got your use oh, that's the next Those segment will be her the next part of it will be her like basically telling you about the protocols Those of us who are paying for these people to have lie. all these luxuries and they lie yep. about it yeah how's it end well How does badly. It end? well you asked for it dude <laughs> it ends badly for some um okay so on a serious note um You know, people of all faiths have said to me that this is a spiritual battle. I am a firm and solid and immovable believer in God. And I believe that God wins. I believe that good is greater than evil. And I believe that the fallen angel, otherwise known as Satan, doesn't get to prevail in this world. So um, if you follow the Bible or if you follow the Quran or you follow uh, the Book of Mormon, you know, people talk in various different ways about the end times. And if you fight for God, God will fight for you. But people, final, humanity. Final thought, Lara, what- Final thought, though. I have to, I have to ask you this because my, my audience is, is very God fearing, God loving, etc. Final thought. I only a couple of seconds, please. Um, does is God okay with a closed border? It's much bigger than that. God believes that in in sovereignty and national identity and the sanctity of family and all the things that we've lived with from the beginning of time. And he knows that the open border is Satan's way of taking control of the world through all of these uh, people who are his stooges and his and his uh, servants. And they may think that they're going to become gods. That's what they tell us. You have Alno Harari and, and all the rest of them at the World Economic Forum. You know, the ones who want us eating insects, cockroaches and that while they dine. Uh, on the blood of children. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! There we go. They're not going to win. And that was her last appearance on Newsmax. Right, well, she did the fucking straight up blood libel. That they're going to dine on your children. 
Even Newsmax is like, I don't know, I can't probably do that blood libel. You just can't, you know, probably not. Not so much, lady. So that was her last appearance on Newsmax. And then she went on, um, she actually went on later on OAN to like kind of clarify. And uh, she doubled down. I think we actually have that as the second to the last story on this week in, or I'm sorry, not this week in last year on our year in review here. Here's uh, Ben Shapiro proving that the average crusty old Republican in Congress is uh, further along in the fucking struggle for rights for gay people than Tiny Dancer Ben is. This is from November. So with the Democrats taking the Senate, they're now going to move ahead with a vote on a gay marriage bill. Now, what is the purpose of a gay marriage bill? There is no purpose to a gay marriage bill. Obergefell has already been ruled upon. And a simple gay marriage bill is not even a constitutional amendment. Well, so it's not even above and beyond the Supreme thanks, Court ben. ruling. The Supreme Court ruling is still the law. If the Supreme Court ruling were overturned, a quick majority in the Senate could quickly overturn this law. Okay, but the idea here is that you're going to get all the Republicans on record as to whether they support or do not support same-sex marriage. Now, let me just... Now, some of them fucking did the right thing. Even some of the crusty old ones you wouldn't have expected to. Put this out there for the Republican senators. If you vote in favor of the idea that society has an obligation to recognize male-male or female-female dyads in the same way that society has an obligation to recognize male-female, you should not be in the Republican Party. You shouldn't. And the reason I say this is not because I wish to shrink the size of the Republican Party. Because if the fundamental basis of human society is male-female child, and you think that by passing a law you can change that reality, you do not belong in government. This is a very simple proposition. Men and men are not the same as a man and a woman are capable of becoming one flesh and producing a child. This is not difficult stuff. Many Republicans will be tempted to vote for this simply to avoid the conflict. So that people don't yell at them. Oh my gosh, you're not respecting love is love. Now, first of all, the love is love argument was always bullcrap. Well, why, Ben? Like, like what? Come on, man. This guy's like, what, 10 years younger than I am? And I'm not that old. This is like supposed to be like the, the young, cool conservative and nothing cool about this. Most uncool shit in the world. Just fucking, if it doesn't matter, on one hand, he's outraged by it. On the other hand, he's like, it doesn't matter. They could overturn it. Oberfell is the law of the land. So he, uh, in the same, in like just a very short clip, he it was at once saying that it's a fucking tragedy and that it also doesn't matter. And, you know, the way it goes, I guess. Oh, Matt Walsh wasn't too happy about that shit either. Check this out. Obviously, if you do this, it is to begin with, it's not just this, but it is also to begin with um, a threat to an attack on religious liberty. That's where it ultimately leads. Because if you're codifying on a federal... What about my religious liberty to just not be religious? ...level that two men have a, a right to get married. Yeah, they do, I think. If I've, it's just a contract, Matt. Just a contract. I don't even think marriage is that important. But it's a contract and you know, you can't discriminate. You have to let two people who are eligible, you have to let two people who are adults and not already engage in another marriage contract. Got to let them engage in a marriage contract. Sorry, dude. It's a, a human right, a civil right. Then that would mean by, by extension that, uh, you know, that a, a church that refuses to marry a gay couple is depriving them of their basic human civil rights. Except then you didn't read the bill because there was language in the bill that talked about this, that said that, you know, that there was no civil or criminal penalty for religious organizations that didn't want to participate in gay marriage. So he's just, he could have read it, but you know, why do, why do a silly thing like read the thing 
that you're freaking out about. They may not be putting that language in the bill exactly because they won't. No, no, they put the exact opposite language of that in the bill, you dumb fuck. Want it to pass, but that's what it means. And that's how it will be used, no matter what the bill says. Well, then why, then why have bills at all? And I'll tell you this, you know, any Republican who would sign on to a bill like this, I don't care if they have this weak, you know, they, they've created this Trojan horse now where they're pretending that they're protecting re- religious liberty. Doesn't matter. Any Republican who would sign on to that should be exiled from the party. It won't happen because this is the direction the whole party is going. Good. That's what should happen. You know, you are, th- these, these are Republicans who are signing on to something that only 10 years ago would have, would have been too radically far left for even the farthest left people in the Democrat party. That's incorrect. <laughs> there were fucking, I knew Republicans before gay marriage was passed that thought, or before uh, Oberfeld, uh, the Oberfeld decision that were, that thought that gay marriage should be a thing. Like libertarians, like all kind of people. It wasn't just leftists. Like a lot of very moderate people, both moderate, moderate liberals, moderate conservatives, were in favor of gay marriage. Like, he's just wrong. Ten years ago it was 2012. It wasn't like 1950. Anyway, also I believe from November. This is uh, Jordy Pete. <laughs> He's on the Piers Morgan show. And it looks to me like in this, he's just really pissed off that on Twitter, like regular ass people can clap back at him if he hasn't blocked them yet. That's a, that's a wild thing for somebody who claims to be interested in free speech. Be like, but, but the pores can talk to me. Why can the pores talk to me? Why can the pores talk to me? Jordan Peterson, 2022. I would say... There's no excuse for including the anonymous posters with the real human beings. And I think that social media platforms who have a certain reach, maybe it's a million subscribers, and and I don't really know what figure is appropriate, should be required to implement know your customer laws. And then that the people who are posting who are genuine, verified human beings willing to abide by their words with their personal reputation should be put in one comment section and then the online anonymous cowardly narcissistic pathological troll demons who are <laughs> the troll demons public discourse should be put in a different comment section and if you want I'd like to, to hang out in the troll demon section visit the troll demons <laughs> and see what they have to spew you can but otherwise you can be al- among the normal human beings engaged in normal civil human discourse right. and that would separate the bloody psychopaths from the from the bulk of decent normal people and you know 97% of people aren't psychopathic. Yeah. All right, Jordy Pete. Thanks. He just doesn't like that fucking regular people can clap back at him and to some extent Elon Musk didn't like that either and that's probably I think one of the reasons why he like kind of wild out one time and was like I'm going to buy Twitter and then he was like well shit I don't really want Twitter and then he had to buy it but I think that's why he bought it. He bought it cuz he was tired of people making fun of him. People calling him names like apartheid Clyde and shit. He didn't like that. He didn't like that celebrities were making fun of him. He wanted so bad to be like a normal celebrity. And they all rejected him because he's not very interesting or funny. And it doesn't matter how rich you are. If you're not interesting or funny, like the like the A and even the B list of like celebrities don't want to hang out with you. 
They want to have a party and have fun just like anybody else. Anyway, here's Lost Cause Carrie Lake. This is also from November. This is uh, coming up on a month after she lost her election. And uh, here she is on the Charlie Kirk show talking about her a lost cause. Us now is Carrie Lake. <laughs> Carrie, Hello. Welcome back to the program. Yeah, I, um, how are you doing? Let me ask that question first. Because Bill team to have the very best case to win. And uh, there's no other choice but to stand up and fight. And if we don't stand up and audio fight, video sync is off what really are we bad. Telling our grandkids and our children that Man, we don't hold care on. About Twitter's players broken. Oh, well, well, we stood up and voted. Our system is messed Give me a sec up here. Uh, I guess we'll just we'll try this via another method. Hmm, this other method seems to be malfunctioning, too. Now, oh, here we go. Sorry about that. Us now is Carrie Lake. <laughs> Carrie, Hello. welcome back to the program. Yeah, I. Um, how are you doing? Let me ask that question first, because what a you couple weeks. She's like, I'm out my damn mind. I wake up every day, and and you know, I'm not going to say every day because it's been some difficult days, but really in the last couple of weeks, last week and a half, ready to fight for this country. God never said this was going to be easy, Charlie, but he mm-hmm. put us here. I mean, is God just I'm sending messages from the uh, from the unknown to Charlie or to Carrie? At this moment for a reason. He doesn't make mistakes. He knows that we are the people to fight through this and save our country. I truly believe that. This is not hyperbole. And I think that this election went down the way it did to wake up people to the fact that our elections are a joke i mean what i said why do you try to get in the process to see these people stand up given two minutes by the way yet we see stephen richer whose main political goal was to make sure that i didn't get elected he's in charge of the elections and he had as much time as he needed wait i thought your opponent was in charge of the elections really uh, spew off a bunch of nonsense everybody she doesn't like in charge of the uh, arizona elections had two minutes to talk about what happened to them, express their concerns. The buzzer went off and they were just treated like they didn't even matter. Mm-hmm. It is our. Oh, she's talking about that Maricopa County Board of Soups meeting we watched. That we love this country to prove that we're in it for the fight. Look at Brazil, look at China. If we don't stand up right now, we Those are two very different China. places. And I'm not talking about these heroic people in China. I'm talking about we will become slaves because globalism, that's what it has in mind for us. We become slaves to a system and we are Americans and we need to stand up and fight every day. I am working hard with my legal team to have the very best case to win. And well, that didn't work out so well. <clears throat> anyway, this is all fairly recent, so we're not going to watch nine minutes of Lost Cause Carrie Lake. But uh, her legal team thing didn't go so well. Here's from, uh, I believe this is December it was from like less than a month ago. No, nope, this is November 30th. This is Tiny Dancer Ben talking about the Respect for Marriage Act again. He stayed mad about it for like a couple weeks. Un- unusual for Tiny Dancer Ben to stay mad about something for a couple weeks. Republican cowardice is one reason why the left keeps winning at the social battles, despite the fact that the population is not all in on everything that the social left wishes. Now, the polls show that there is widespread public support for same-sex marriage. What there is not widespread support for is the idea that you as a religious person ought to be forced in your life to accept same-sex marriage in the way that you do business, in the way that you send your kids to school. And the idea that it's probably widespread support for that, depending on how you word it to force individuals 
to Uh acknowledge things they don't believe to be moral. That is not something the vast majority of Americans are willing to go along with. And that is the biggest problem with the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. It essentially says that only bigots and fools, based on their silly religion, would object to the idea that a man, woman, and child is the basic fundamental building block of society. And then further, it says, well, here are a few religious exemptions that we'll put out there. We'll sort of suggest that in your own church, we're not going to take away your tax-exempt status. But it doesn't actually enshrine those protections strongly at all for religious people outside of their church. So let's say that you're... Well, yeah, because when so you're outside of your church, you're living as like a public citizen. You're not in your church anymore. Yeah. Religious protections apply to religious institutions and to individuals in certain ways, but they apply in different ways, depending, is this a religious institution or is this a person? Religious person. And let's say that you run a... The fuck is going on with Twitter's player? Well, whatever. We don't really need to watch the rest of this. We'll be okay. We'll be okay not seeing the rest of it, I promise. We will We will make it through the rest of the night after not watching the rest of that. Here's Laura Logan from November 28th of this year on the Mike Pillow Show talking about how she got kicked off of even one American news network and Newsmax for going full fucking blood libel. And in this clip, if I'm not mistaken, she once again goes full fucking blood libel. Something's really wrong with Twitter. Okay, here we go. As uh, you know, the weight that I'm carrying because I'm I'm risking everything and I don't have this anymore and I don't have that anymore. You know, the New York Times doesn't write glowing profiles about me anymore, right? I'm reduced to the CIA-sponsored propaganda of the Daily Beast that tries to cast me as alt-right or far-right or push me to the fringes of... The things you're saying have been incredibly anti-Semitic, lady. Alt-right lunacy because they don't like... They don't want to hear the truth. I don't care anymore about any of that because I know that we have a window to make our lives and our choices count. And we will never get this opportunity again. Once it's gone, it's gone. The CBS News got off Twitter because they wanted to assess the security situation with Elon Musk. Are you kidding me? I spent so much of my life as, uh, you know, proud to The people behind her laughing at her? I think that old lady, like right under this guy's logo, was laughing at this, laughing at her. And as the chief foreign correspondent at CBS News, and I worked with great people. What has happened to you? Did you lose your minds? I'm sorry, but we've got people like Balenciaga and all these fashion brands that are, are pushing uh, pedophilia and Satanism, and I'm the crazy one. Yes. No, 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 no. You're not going to rewrite history. You're not going to convince me of something that's not true. You're creating. 400 different types of gender and I'm the crazy one? Yes. I don't think so. Okay. That's Even not- if that thing that you were ta- that she was mentioning before was happening and was crazy, she doesn't mean that she's not crazy. Not how this works. You- I'm not crazy because I'm not going to believe like something. They're laughing at her in the up. background. That's amazing. It is crap that you made up to manipulate and control. That's so cool that the people in the fucking where I think it was you think people in the chat are right that's an airport lounge. That's hella cool that the people behind her were laughing at her. So we managed to get through this without any Brett and Heather, <clears throat> but that doesn't mean that we don't have time for the top five Jordy Pete moments of 2022, as gathered by our friend over at the Bad Stats. Not really our friend, somebody whose content I steal all the time, I guess is a better way to describe it. Um, here's Jordy Pete with Andy Nogo. And uh, I think we covered this, but I don't remember. 
wanted to ask you about the based on your 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 knowledge, your background, your clinical experience. What what is the psychology of this mob violence? When I see it, it it, it uh, like I I don't even recognize some of these. It seem they seem animalistic, is what I mean. Um, it, Are you ever going to answer the animals? They're what? worse than animals because animals, they just kill to eat, you know, human beings. They have a twist in them that makes them far worse than no, animals will kill other animals over territory too, you idiot animals when they really get going. Well, I think it's I think you really want to know what I think. I think it's revenge yes. against God for the crime of being. Like even Andy Nogo is like, what the fuck? That's really what I think. It's Cain. And Cain and Abel, it's like, oh, Abel's your, Abel's your guy, eh, God? How about if I take him out in the field and beat him to death? Whoa, what are you talking about? What that. the fuck is this? All my sacrifices went unrewarded. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's what it is at the bottom of the hell of things. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, Jordy Pete, my God. So we have, uh, here's another one. Uh, here's him talking to Richard Dawkins. Apparently old Jordy Pita took some shrooms and when he took some shrooms, he fucking saw his own DNA. Listen, Richard Dawkins is a giant piece of shit, but I I'm pretty sure Richard Dawkins is, uh, I'm pretty sure this is that interview where Richard Dawkins was like, I don't know what you're talking about. It just seems like you say words. <laughs> you can move your level of apprehension up and down from the micro level to the more macro level nuggety nugs thank and, you for the reset you know, at the highest level of your consciousness you can apprehend the most general ideas and at the lowest level very specific well the question is how far down the levels of analysis can consciousness go under extreme conditions and so and i said this was speculation but i've seen these dual they're often dual entwined serpents. They're very common. In fact, I have one made by an Indian carver, Canadian native carver in my, uh, it's so cool. It's called a seasoodle. I have it up in my third floor. It's set on two totem poles. There's a man in the middle. He just wanted to make sure everybody knows he got a three-story house. There's a serpent on both sides of him. And I asked him what this image meant to his people, because he's still part of an unbroken tradition said they had a myth that something alien landed on the earth. It was this seasoodle object. And that when it was rolling down the mountain that it landed on, it took the form of all the things that it encountered. And so, well, like I said, this is in the realm of wild speculation. But I know what Crick thought about the origin of DNA. Well, he thought he thought it was too complex to have evolved. Oh, I see what you mean. You mean the idea of it coming from from elsewhere? Yeah. No, I mean I know that's an infinite regress okay, then, problem. But, okay, that, that's what was. Okay, so that was all. That was behind that. that you know bit of speculation, which but I normally would do never done. These coiling serpents. I keep. I think that under that. some conditions, people can vision can expand to the point where they can see down into the micro level. They can apprehend the micro level <laughs> consciously. You think that our consciousness can extend down to the micro level yeah. to the level of? I do. Micro, the micro, micro, micro level of, yeah. of, 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 of DNA. Okay. Well, since we're on this topic, I have taken extremely high doses of psilocybin. 
yo, you can't take, listen, I don't care how much fucking mushrooms you take. You're, you're not going to see DNA. You might think you're seeing DNA, but you ain't going to see DNA. Um, you know, and don't just keep eating the mushrooms being like, well, I must not have had enough. I can't see DNA because that's bad for you. <clears throat> here's a, here's one of him complaining about Twitter before Elon bought it. And I'm not taking down that tweet or acknowledging that my tweet violated the Twitter rules. Up yours, woke moralists. <laughs> we'll see who cancels who. Twitter's a rat hole in the final analysis, and I have probably contributed to that while trying to use, understand, and master that horrible, toxic platform. No doubt, I owe some apologies for that, and I'm trying to learn, but it's a relief in some real sense to be banned. And I regard it under the present conditions as a badge of honor. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking Jordy Pete the martyr. Here's uh, him once again not answering the question when someone says, uh, do you believe in God? Because I can answer that question. I say no. There are people in this chat who do. And there are people who would say yes, but not really in, in so far as like some people believe that God is like personally intervening in their lives. That that's not the version of it. I believe in like, you could say no and, and yes, but, but instead in this clip, Jordy Pete just fucking does word salad. You know that there are central doctrines to Christianity, like the crucifixion, the ascension, the resurrection, uh, and all the, all the above, right? These are doctrines. All types of Christians will agree with it. Catholics will agree with it. Uh, Eastern Orthodox and Protestants. All of them will say, you must believe in these doctrines as happening. You cannot believe in them as symbol. You cannot believe. So th the reason why this actually is... Of so a, when, I, when I hear yeah. something like that... Yeah. Oh, that's right. His fucking, his right hand over here, Jonathan Peugeot. We watched that video where he was talking to David Fuller and some other fucking whack job. And he, he was like, oh, the demons. And then David Fuller was like, you mean metaphorical demons? And he's like, no. <laughs> that arises for me is what do you mean happening and so so let me just unpack that a little bit so i did a lecture last night at the apollo on the story of cain and abel yes. and one of the things that i pr proposed was that not only did that story happen but it's it's always happening yes it always happened it's happening right now and it's always going to happen into the future and so yes. When, and so then when I look at a story like Cain and Abel, I think, well, the question, did that happen, begs the question, what do you mean by happen? Because when you are dealing with fundamental realities and yes. you pose a question, yes. you have to understand that mm -hmm. the reality of the concepts of your question, when you're mm -hmm. digging that deep, are just as questionable about, as what you're questioning. You know, what the fuck? People say to me, what do you, do you believe in God? And I, th and the answer should be simply yes or no. And then you can go and, or, but, or <clears throat> cause now, because atheists are shitty, right? I'd be like, people be like, do you believe in God? I'd be like, no, but I'm also not like one of those kind of edgy atheist people. There are a lot of very kind people who are religious. Like, think, okay, there's a couple of mysteries in that question. What do you mean? Do what do you mean? You? Remember when they got mad at Clinton for being like, it depends on what the definition of is, is? Well, he's doing that right now. What do you mean, believe? 
And what do you mean God? And you say as the questioner, well, we already know what all those things mean, except belief in God. And I think, no, if we're going to get down to the fundamental brass tacks, we don't really know what any of those things mean. Well, to be Um, fair, all the words are made up. So one thing you mentioned in the in the book, you were talking about some psychological theory, which I don't forget. I forget what it is, what it is right now. But you mentioned something. You said this. You know, the problem with this such and such theory is that it doesn't have any evidence. Full stop. Categorical. All this, what you're doing now, you didn't mention that. You didn't say, well, it depends on what you mean by this. It depends on what. You're... Sorry to say, yeah. But it depends on what you mean by this. It depends on what you mean. You become postmodern all of a sudden. It's just like you become now. Yeah, that's a a definite. Oh, this dude was like, now you're a postmodernist when somebody asks you a question you don't like. And that's not fucking, that's not even like postmodernism isn't like this idea that we can't determine what's true anyway. Um, Here's here's him on Rogan talking about climate change. hard to sort out the climate change one is a weird one so that well, was it there's no such thing as climate right climate and everything are the same word and i that's what bothers me about the climate change types it's like this is something wait a minute no when i talk about climate i'm not talking about the climate on jupiter but technically it's like well, climate is about everything so okay but your models aren't based on but what if we use Earth's climate. Your models are based on Warming. a set number of variables. Yeah. So that means you've reduced the variables, which are everything, to that set. Well, how did you decide which set of variables to include in the equation if it's about everything? And that's not just a criticism. That's like, if it's about everything, your models aren't right. Because mm. your models do not and cannot model everything. What do you mean by everything when you say... I mean, you know, Jupiter... I would like to hear the answer to what do you mean by everything? Because like, yeah, when we talk about climate change, like, like implied there is Earth's climate. We're not talking about the climate on Venus. Although, you know, we're maybe doing our best to turn our climate into the climate on Venus. It's just, it's just so dishonest. Some people might say in bad faith, but I make fun of that. I just think it's just a dishonest framing of what people mean when they talk about climate change. <clears throat> we mean the Earth's climate. But that's if you said to somebody, hey, what planet is climate change about? They'd say uh, the Earth. <laughs> Even people who don't believe in climate change, <clears throat> like those oil lobbyist grifters would still like grant you that you're talking about the fucking Earth, right? What an infuriating year. <clears throat> I'm glad we only went through like a couple different clips from each month of this year because what a fucking infuriating year. I really thought that 2020 or 2021 was going to be the most infuriating year that we lived through. But 2022 fucking just upped the ante in a lot of ways. Thanks for the resub, Ninja. What is that? 40 months. Fuck. <clears throat> anyway, I guess I have a podcast to record. The I thought that maybe I could cram the year in review into the upfront hour, but whatever. Um, it's late enough, I think, actually, that I'm going to uh, change the color of the lights, pour myself a cocktail, and we'll go on in. we'll do a red light version of the regular show. Got a lot of good stuff on the docket here. We'll, uh, 
podcast listeners might not notice a lot of difference, but uh, the lights will be red. Anyway, this is nice, guys. I'll be back in a minute.
every Saturday is Catterday on Echoplex Media, and not only are we posting fucking cats, we invite all content creators to join our open panel. Visit echoplexmedia.com slash panel to learn how to join. Every third Saturday is Operation Catterday, where we cover this week and last year and play the best clips from the cast of conspiracy characters that Now Space has learned to loathe. The show starts at 8 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.